0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Kintsugi Talks Podcast. This is your host Saroya, and I hope that whenever or whatever you are listening to this episode, I hope that you are in good spirits and if your day has not gone great, I hope that even listening to this episode will possibly take your mind off some things and possibly make you feel more at ease or with the topic that we're going to be talking about today can help you feel more seen, more understood, more at peace with knowing that you're not alone with a specific type of struggle in any type of way. So a thing that I want to start doing with my episodes going forward is saying the definition of Kintsugi and then the purpose of my podcast. So Kintsugi it is a Japanese art form where they would take um, different types of pottery. It could be a vase, it could be a plate, it could be a cup slash mug. And when it is broken, they traditionally will use melted down gold to mend the pieces together. Now they use sometimes bronze or silver, but traditionally it is melted down gold. Like if you look up uh, pictures of Kintsugi on like Google or whatever um, web search engine that you use, you will usually see it being mended together with melted down gold, like in between the cracks of the broken pieces. The philosophy behind that is that the object or thing before it was broken was beautiful, but after it being broken, there is more beauty added on top of the beauty that was already there and i took great inspiration from that to naming my podcast this and my mission for this podcast is that people who have or who call certain things about themselves broken or ugly undesirable unusable they are actually some of the greatest things that you can use and that can actually show the true beauty of who you are from the inside out. And not even just yourself, but God, because God, if you look in every story of the Bible, God uses people that are considered in this modern day world, very inadequate, like no skills, no experience, not good enough, like all of those things and above. And he chose those people because he saw something so great in them that they couldn't even see within themselves. And I am sharing my experience. Um, Well, we're here. We talk about everything from God, mental health, and everything in between. I myself am Christian, and I am diagnosed with depression, anxiety, and borderline personality disorder. And here and there, I will share Um, different stories about um, the connection of me being Christian and me dealing with my mental health struggles, and also specific topics relating to either like God and Christianity or mental health and mental illness on its own. And another mission I have is to help bridge the gap um, outside of the Christian space, of course, because there still needs to be a lot more work when it comes to stigma and taboo um, against certain things in the mental health, uh, mental illness space, but especially in the Christian community, um, where a lot of people can still have a very super religious, super spiritual um, outlook on things, and they lack compassion and understanding um, towards people in the Christian community, people who um, they would consider their brothers and sisters in Christ who deal with those things. And because of the stigma, taboo, and even just upright hate towards um, people who deal with things like that, they keep silent and they are struggling on their own when they shouldn't be. So my hope with this podcast, with every episode that I've made thus far up until now, is that more awareness is raised, more people are willing to take action to be more compassionate, kind, compassionate kind and understanding towards those, um, whether they're Christian or not christian who live with and struggle with mental health issues to actually be a helping hand to them. And that is what Kintsugi Talks podcast is all about. So today's episode is going to be a very interesting one um if you see the title it is called a new season that is the title of this episode a new season um i feel like i want to be more creative when it comes to the titles of these episodes to really have people think of what i could possibly be talking about now um because previous episodes i've made it like kind of like obvious what i was talking about And so now I want to be just like a bit more creative with that, but nonetheless, yes, today's episode is called The New Season and it is going to deal with relationships, romantic relationships in particular. So I am actually not sure if I have ever um, mentioned before in other episodes, maybe lightly here and there, but um, I was in a relationship, keyword was, um, I was in a long-term relationship for six years. And in January of this year, I broke off that relationship. Now, I will not get into um, specifics of kind of like the big canon events that led to the Um, decision of me breaking up with uh, my ex, which in all due respect and in reality of things, I should have broken it off sooner than I did. But I had to go through that. I had to go through it to learn a lesson. And here I am now, single. I've been single since January. So that's what, six months, I would say. But, um, in correlation to this episode, um, one of the things that was a factor into, um, me and my ex breaking up was, um, mental health. My mental health, to be exact. Um, we had gotten together in 2016. We knew each other for like a very long time we knew each other from about 2012 2013 and then we didn't start dating until 2016. and um in 2016 was when uh the whole mental health journey for me even began and this is before me and my ex had started dating because in 2016, I've mentioned in uh, previous episodes, was when I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety. And then in the beginning of the pandemic was when I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. Now, my ex was with me through, from the years of 2016 to 2020, um, saw what I went through with um just like my first initial diagnosis of depression and anxiety. Um, Shortly after we had like officially, like became a uh, couple, like put the label on it, Um, like was exclusive. There we go. Like when we became uh, exclusive and this was in the year 2016, um, we became exclusive in July And then November of that year, I was hospitalized because of a suicide attempt. And um, my ex was pretty present. I mean, well, let me rephrase that. He was like, he he was a, a witness to a lot of the ups and downs of my mental health. And a lot of that I was pretty much having to figure out on my own uh, they did try to be understanding in all the ways that they could in the be- in more so the beginning of the relationship. Um, and because of like bigger canon events that happened um, in our relationship, that led to feelings of me like falling out of love with this person. And um, essentially I had reached a point where I had, like, already mentally checked out of the relationship. Like, I, like, emotionally, mentally, like, had lost my connection with um, my ex. And then in um, July, last year, July, because the... The episode before this one was of me celebrating one year since my last suicide attempt. So July of last year, with that suicide attempt, I was in the hospital for two weeks, psych ward for two weeks. And um, the woman who I call my auntie, uh, Latisse, she, um, I forget when exactly we had this conversation. I'm pretty sure this was like towards the end of towards the end of last year. So like around like holiday season, like November, December around there. And um, we were talking on the phone one night and she had brought up something that she didn't like that my ex had did, or just like the way that he had acted when it came to like me being hospitalized. Um, Because she actually had like talked to him on the phone apparently um i guess to just like just to talk about me being hospitalized and everything and uh she had asked him something along the lines of like if he was aware of like me being in the hospital and everything and the energy and response that he gave off was that oh like yeah like i know she's there just like very just like nonchalant very just like okay and she did not like that at all, which is understandably so, very understandably so. And then uh, I just remember we just had a very in-depth talk about like um, how our relationship dynamic was. And I didn't tell her fully of what like the big Canon event was. Well, one of the big canon events was that led to me like falling out of love with him and then eventually me breaking up with him i gave her just kind of like the like the like the the trimming around the bush answer but i didn't tell her like the detailed like deep layered answer to it if that makes sense and she's probably going to hear this episode they're probably going to want to pull me aside to talk about it and that is fine (laughs) and that is that is fine um (laughs) but um yeah and then um then after that conversation, because to be honest, probably in like the fourth year of me and my ex being together, I was having thoughts of like, I maybe should break up with him. Like, I feel like I want to break up with him. Because this was around the time where um, I was like starting to fall out of love with him. Like those feelings in my head and my heart too. And then because the conversation with my aunt, that happened in like November, November, December of last year. And then I had a conversation with another friend of mine where they both essentially said that it's like, you need to start doing things like for you, like you need to start being selfish, you know, start doing things for yourself. And the conversations that i had with those two very dear friends of mine confirmed a lot of feelings that i was already feeling towards the relationship and so i tried to give him him one more chance and um with me even trying to give him that one more chance i was already in the place that it's like I like don't even want to try to continue for this relationship because for so long in the relationship, I fought for a very long time. I fought in like like forgiving them over and over again for the way that they hurt me. And there's only so many times you could you can forgive someone. There's only so many times that you have the energy to show the person that is doing this thing to hurt you over and over again, that is like, I love you, but now at this point, you're taking advantage of my love. You're taking advantage of the grace that I am giving to you. And you're not really showing much has changed. And there was also, again, other things too, but I don't wanna get into that because I don't wanna put all of my personal business about my past relationship out there not even out of respect for me but also out of respect for them because i actually don't hate them i actually still care about them very much and i wish them nothing but the best in life and i hope that if they do um get into a new relationship that they're able to get they're able to um give and receive the love that they deserve and the love that their future partner deserves that they weren't able to give me so I want to say that. So, all in all, that led to the decision of me uh, breaking up with him in January. So, as of January, f- either January thirteenth or fourteenth, I have been single. And um, to connect with what the episode, what like the topic of this episode is, is about the difficulty of people like myself who have very strong mental health issues and dating. And I know my experience may be a lot different from a lot of people, but I wanted to take this episode to be able to share my thoughts and my specific struggles when it comes to my fear of wanting to get into a relationship but then also having the desire and want to be with somebody, to be in a relationship because I know I could be a good partner, but then also the fear of what could happen because of what I've already experienced. So I first want to go into my hesitancy about wanting to date again. So I actually made a TikTok video that I feel gives a good explanation to how I feel about my hesitancy of wanting to date again. Um, if you don't follow me on TikTok, my TikTok is Soroya the Vessel, S-A-R-O-Y-A, The Vessel, V-E-S-S-E-L. And I made a stitch video on TikTok. Um, I forget the name of this rapper Um, but the, uh, caption of the video of what the rapper was saying was like, the rapper was like, you knew who I was. Like when you met me, you B word, I don't feel like cursing today, but the caption of the video was like, oh, when you explain to your significant other, your partner about your like symptoms, like whether it be like manic episodes, things like that, but then they flip out on you and get mad at you when you actually start to show your symptoms and what i said in that TikTok video i'm going to say here that is why i have a hesitancy of wanting to be in a new relationship because one i need someone who is going to be willing to not be a caretaker. I don't want a caretaker. I want someone who's going to be willing to do knowledge on their own and then also not be afraid to like ask me questions and like really get to like, to understand like what I actually deal with. Like if that's coming with me, like taking me, dropping me off on my therapist appointments or um, getting uh, like those like self-help books that people use for like DBT or CBT sometimes, like get one for me, get one for you. And then we can like look at it and study together, you know? Ask me about uh, things that have been traumatic experiences for me. Ask me about the symptoms that I deal with when it comes to my depression and my anxiety and my borderline personality disorder. Ask me of times when I want space or ask me of times where um, I need like comfort. Like I need hugs. I need like a lot of attention right now, you know? Ask me of what would trigger off like certain things of me when I'm in public or even when I'm in private, you know? Show intention. Show intention of you caring about me as a person, as a whole. Like, not just about my body and because you love me, of me being a significant other, but because you care for my well being as a whole, you know? And that was something that was greatly lacking in my uh, relationship with my ex. At one point it was there, but then my ex literally told me that he was getting burnt out um, and I was a factor of it because of the things I was dealing with 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 my mental health at the time. And this was um, a good chunk of time after I had got diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. And I say this to say that it's like, if you are someone who is who's listening to this podcast right now, if you are someone who has any type of mental illness diagnosis and you have a partner already, or you are seeking a partner that that person that you are with, or who you're trying to get with has every right to say that they can't handle being with someone who has the type of struggle that you do mentally. They have every right to say no and you can't force them to stay you can't force them to stay so i say i i wanted to just say that up front that they don't have to stay because there's some people that they just they can't handle it or they don't want to so in my previous relationship my X was able to at some point like kind of be able to like support me in ways that was like needed but then because of certain things that happened that just made our relationship not okay um, they just stopped trying putting effort and a big kind of uh, like red flag moment for me which is kind of like my final straw moment was that um, I had made a, a painting. I paint every now and then for like therapeutic reasons. I'm not that good at it, but like I'm good, but I'm not horrible. You know, I'm like, I'm in the middle, you know, I'm still like a novice. So I did a painting that is like a representation of what borderline personality disorder looks like for me. And I'm literally looking at it right now as I'm recording this. And I'm sorry that there's no visual to this. I know that I said I wanted to do like um, the video episodes of when I do more solo episodes and like along with interviewing people, I'm sorry. The next one, I would try to do a video recording. But anyway, so the painting is, well, what I tried to do of like faces of myself. is four faces and each face is showcasing a different emotion. One is um, sadness, one is anger, one is just kind of like this blank numb stare face. And then one is like, just like a, kind of like a psychotic smile look face. And I mean, I was very proud of it because it's probably the most like hardest painting that I've done. Not even because of me trying to like draw faces because I'm nowhere near good at drawing faces at all, but because I really wanted to get the point across as far as like emotion of just like, wow, like there's like a message here, you know? So there was one day where my ex had came over to my house and... And this is actually funny enough. The reason that he had came over to my house was so that we could have a conversation about the things that were going wrong in our relationship. Now, mind you, at that point, mentally, I was already at a point where I had fallen out of love with him mentally and emotionally. But physically, I was still keeping myself there. So he came over to my house. And he sees the painting. Well, he looked to the side and I was wondering why he was looking to the side. He was looking to the side with this like, very just weirded out face of just like, what the hell is that? And I'm like, what are you looking at? And he's like, what is that? He was pointing at the painting that I just described to you guys. And I said, oh, it's a painting that I did. And he's like, what is it supposed to mean? And I said, oh, it's a visual representation of what borderline personality disorder looks like for me. Well, I didn't say borderline personality disorder. I said the abbreviation of it, which is BPD. So if you hear anyone say BPD, they're talking about borderline personality disorder, not bipolar because bipolar is just BD, bipolar disorder. I know that there's the P because of polar, but bipolar is one word. Like, uh, versus like borderline personality, those are two different words. Just wanted to explain that. So I said, oh, it's a visual representation of uh, BPD, of what it looks like and feels like for me. And then he asked, what is BPD? This was last year. I got diagnosed with BPD in 2020. We were literally sitting together in one of his old apartments that he had when I was researching on my computer, cause this is during the time where I when I like first initially went to get just like more help trying to figure out like what is going on with me because I felt like it was deeper than anxiety and depression. And at first the psychiatrist that I had was saying that it was either bipolar or borderline and because they have very similar symptoms she wanted me to do research on my own to see which one like aligns better with what i was experiencing and we sat together he sat across from me from his kitchen island in his very small apartment that he was living in at the time as i was looking up on my laptop of like bipolar on one web, on one like uh tab and then border borderline in another tab. And I'm going back and forth of like, which one I feel better fits the symptoms I was dealing with. He was there for that. And then of course, leading up to that moment, he saw me like going to these different therapy appointments and trying out these new different types of therapies and medication for borderline personality disorder. And this was in 2020. So 2022, we're going back to the moment where he's at my house, and he asks me, what is BPD? In my head, I instantly went, yeah, I'm not okay with this anymore. Because in the two years of our six-year relationship where I got diagnosed with BPD and have been trying to figure out the ins and outs of it as far as like medications that work for me, uh, treatment styles that work for me and everything, you forget what the acronym of the mental illness even means. That ticked me off so greatly, but I didn't express that to him in the moment. And even like, even when he asked like, oh, like, what is BPD? And I'm, and I said, borderline personality disorder. He was like, oh, okay. So that was a red flag moment for me. The, like, the final red flag moment, like final last straw moment for me. And connecting back to the point of being hesitant to want to date, I now will be putting myself in a position that if I, if and when i do start going out into the dating pool again because it's been a really long time since i've dated anybody and even when i look back in the relationship with my ex we didn't really date we quote unquote hung out because he didn't call it dating he called it hanging out so i haven't dated in a very very long time and then now come to think of it with a lot with the three relationships that i have had in my life i didn't really date we hung out and then it led to other things, if you know what I mean. So I am now wanting to be in the position to be like, hey, like when they ask me like different things about myself, like name, age, where I'm from, interest. And I'm going to add on to that I have depression, anxiety, and borderline personality disorder. And I know a lot of people. Are going to be like, oh, like, why? Like, do you want to add on to that? You don't have to say that. I do have to say that, actually, because I'm dating for marriage. I am dating for long term. I want to build a life in the future with somebody. I want to have kids with somebody. I want to be able to build a house, a home, a great future, a ministry with somebody. And I need to know from the jump that, hey, I'm telling you what I deal with upfront and I'd rather let someone know like what I deal with upfront. And then if they are interested in knowing what that experience is like for me, but then they still are like, hey, like I care about you enough to like be able to still be with you and sit with you in your struggle, but then also help you grow in and out of that struggle you know, then they're a keeper, you know, but God forbid, I don't tell them up front. And then later down down the line, I tell them, and then I like explain my symptoms to them and everything, things like that. And then they get mad at me for the fact that I'm showing my symptoms, for the fact that I get into a depressive episode, for the fact that I get anxiety attacks, for the fact that I get panic attacks, for the fact that I deal with manic episodes and mood swings. When it's like, I told you this from the jump boo boo, I told you this is what I deal with. And I would of course give them the chance to be like, hey, like, I don't know if I can handle that. And it's like, okay, cool. But it's like, if you say, that you can handle that, but then down the low, you flip the switch on me, that's messed up. And that makes me feel like even worse of a person because it's like, yeah, I think I'm just better off alone, you know? And it's like, people aren't meant to be alone. There's people who thrive off of being alone when it comes to productivity. That's one thing. But living alone, like not having a partner with you, I, in my opinion, I don't consider that to be a good thing. Not even for like, oh, like wanting to get married or having kids. Like you don't have to get married. You don't have to have kids. I'm not saying that at all. But to just have like someone that you can share special moments of your life with, like everyone deep down in their hearts desires that in one way or another. That desire may not be as strong compared to someone else, but everyone desires that, you know? And so for someone like me, for people like me who deal with mental health illness issues, being in relationships is very hard. Not even just for the person that is with us, but also for us. Because there's a lot of times where we feel like we have to hide our true selves, the symptoms that we deal with to be able to keep a partner. And it shouldn't be like that. Because... In my head, I know that I deserve a partner that is caring and loving and attentive to the things I need and to the things that will help me when it comes to depression, anxiety, borderline, personally, et I know that, but in my heart, I don't feel that. Neither because of my relationship with my ex, but because of relationships with people in my life that should have shown that care for me, like be it, friends and family and they did it, they showed the opposite. So it's for reasons like that, that I have a a hesitancy about wanting to date. And then it connects to the next point that I wanted to talk about, which is just this hate love relationship that I have with myself. I love myself for the fact that I am very aware. I'm very aware of a whole bunch of things that I've went through, like trauma-wise. And people will say all the time, there's like, oh, like, it's like, you're very aware of like yourself, your emotions, like you're aware of how certain things affect you. Yes, that's a good thing. It's a good thing. But it is also a weakness because I am aware of these things and yet I can't stop them. I can't, because I'm aware of certain things that can trigger an anxiety attack or a panic attack or a trauma response, it doesn't stop them from coming. It doesn't stop the intrusive thoughts from entering my mind. It doesn't stop me from having nightmares about a sexual abuse incident that happened to me when I was five years old. It doesn't stop the feelings of rejection and feeling useless Um, knowing that I, that I've had to have cut off a lot of members of my family because they were being disrespectful to me as a person regarding my mental health and how certain things they did made me feel. So because of things like that, I hate the fact that I'm so self-aware. I'm aware of what hurts me and yet I can't even stop the things that hurt me because they're things that are inevitable that are going to come, come cross paths with me like every now and then in my life and I can't stop it. Now, me trying to find a resolution to this, I actually did sign up for a dating app. It was a Christian one. And even saying Christian dating app is just, like, so weird to me because knowing how dating apps can be, because, like, anyone can sign up for a Christian dating app and then them not be Christian. Like, people can easily lie about stuff like that, you know? But I did sign up for a dating app. Uh, The app is called... uh, The name of the app is called Holy, of all things. And I haven't used it because one, they only had it available for iOS and I use it on my iPad. And because I have very limited um, internet use, literally just a hotspot on my phone, I don't use it that much. And my mistake though, in joining the app is that I literally joined the app (laughs) probably like two weeks after I broke up with my boyfriend, (laughs) with my ex and is that bad yes but i in that moment i wanted to just get over the fact that i was hurt that i had to break up with somebody and i mean the app itself was nice um uh, and also the thing about the Holy app that I was using was that it wasn't even just for like finding significant other. It was also about finding friends, people you wanted to go in fellowship with as well, which I thought was nice. But then, well, because I haven't used the app in so long because I don't use my iPad a lot because, again, limited Internet access that I have. So I haven't used it a lot, but I still get the notification of like, oh, like someone waved at me. Someone like looked at my profile, you know. But I have been wanting to try um, dating apps again because I have a slew of single friends in my community. And um, yeah, one of these days I may ask them about which dating apps is best to use, which ones did they find they had good results with, which ones I should stay away from, things like that. And I also find that I feel more socially awkward now because a lot of my friends that when I was still in that relationship, they either had like a boy like a boyfriend's and never other of their own, or they were single and um. Or they were single, or they had like just started dating somebody, you know. And then when I broke up, those uh, friends of mine they got engaged and married, and the single ones they found themselves a new boyfriend, and I got mad and jealous, not at them as a person. But the fact that because of just all the different things that I went through in the six years that I spent with my ex, it's like, I should have been there. Like I should have been, got married. I should have been this and that, you know? And I had to break off the relationship because it just wasn't good anymore. Now, of course, I love my friends to death. And what is it, seeing them like how excited they got with like sharing their engagement stories of like how like their significant other proposed and everything is beautiful and I'm happy for them. But for the sake of my mental health, I had to distance myself from them because seeing that ring on their finger and seeing like their just the sparkle in their eye when they would look at their significant other, it hurt me because I didn't have, because of me being single now, I don't have that anymore. And then even when I did have that with my ex, I lost that feeling. So I guess you could say that it is triggering for me. I don't want it to be triggering for me, but it is. But I am trying to, again, find a resolution to, um, to want to put myself out there and then to also do more self-work as far as of course, like me going to therapy and everything, which also, because I know in the last episode, I said that I was in the works of trying to find a new therapist and psychiatrist. I have an upcoming intake appointment for a new therapist and psychiatrist. So if you want me to update you guys on that whole journey, please let me know and I will be happy to do so. But yes, um, self-help in regards to like therapy for me and everything and just how I see myself as a person um, in regards to things that I know I can bring to a relationship and actually believing that I can be a good thing in a relationship, you know? Because when you go through so many shitty things in a long-term relationship, of all things, it makes you believe that it's like, oh, like, am I the problem? Like, did I really do something that bad? You know? And I try not to think like that, but that's the reality. And I know that there's people out there that can that can relate. And that is the end of today's episode of Kintsugi Talks Podcast. A bit of a change as far as topic goes, because we talked about relational stuff today, but I hope that the people who come across this episode can feel a sense of relation to it, feel that they are understood, seen, and heard, and hopefully we can start a good conversation about this in the um, question box that will be for this on Spotify. And also on any other platform that you are listening to this on the links for all of those will be in the description below that you leave a review and you let me know what you liked about the episode and also share your personal experiences of you being someone who has mental health illness issues and your experience of that and trying to be in a relationship and it hasn't really worked out for you or, That you are in a relationship and probably have been for a good while. I would love to hear your guys' stories and your thoughts on this episode. So again, the links for where you can listen to Katsuki Talks podcast will be in the description below. And I hope you enjoy it. And I will see you in the next episode.